Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire. That's right, everybody. This is the Fondazi Fire Show, and this is the podcast where we ask the question, what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but since this is the podcast, today the answer is more choreography. I am your host, Adam the Rambaro Soko, and with me as always is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie Mighty Mouse Matryska. Hello, everyone. And joining us, we have Brett the Axe Pasek. Welcome, Brett. Hello. Hey. And as always, hey. we have <laughs> Teresa, who's amazing and awesome, and uh, make sure that we stay on track. Very right. patient, too. <laughs> <laughs> We're like herding cats, even though there's very small few of us on and recorded. No. So many no. cats. Yes, it is. It really yes, is. Yes, many cats. Maybe a panther. That's a type of cat. <laughs> no. Yes, Brett, you can be a panther. Rar. If that's your motivation, run with it. <laughs> <laughs> so today we brought Brett on because we're going to be discussing choreography, how we do it, what we do, and when we started doing it, I suppose. That's right. And uh, one of the reasons why we have Brett on is um, Brett and I work very close together with the choreography. And Brett and I are the, we, um, when Brett joined the group, we tried to to have a choreographed piece, the two of us. I think your first year out there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Was it Poi? Was it Steph? It, it was Poi. Uh, we Aha! went up Poi. in the park outside your apartment. And mm-hmm. actually that video of us is on Facebook because there was one weekend where the Mises couldn't be out there and we had to fill an extra number. And you and That's I performed right. that number. And it got captured. I'm not sure if I want to watch it. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, that was that was the very first time that I personally really choreographed with the fire. Before that, I had just always kind of gone out and uh, was improvising whatever I was doing with the fire and feeling the music and just dancing. But that was really the first time I had ever tried to choreograph. Brett, how about you? Um. I had done dance before, so I had done a lot of, you know, dance choreography, but never anything with fire. And it just seemed like, you know, at the time, all of us did solos. And I remember it brought up to you because you had done poi as well. And I was at your house quite a bit for, um, I think, just initial Fondazi kind of integration, I, I, we'll say. Well, there was <laughs> that. And then there was also that Adam went to uh, Alaska for his... Mm-hmm. Uh, clinical and he asked you to take care of his plants because he didn't trust me so you would come over and took care of his plants and there was a one day i remember it was nice out sunny uh and we decided to go out by the playground with our poi and we started seeing what we could do together Uh, and and that's when i think we first started working on uh patterns and shapes because i do remember the one where you stood in front of me and i was behind you spinning behind my back and you were yep front and then you were going down and then we started working on separating side to side 
And so those are all kind of new concepts that we were just playing with for fun. And then it kind of evolved into where we took an existing song, and I don't remember what that was, I but ended that. up choreographing a, a new routine to it. That was fun. And it began. That's yeah. right. And then it's just evolved into what it is today, which uh, for those who haven't actually watched a full Fondazi show, if you notice that when Adam, Brett and myself are on stage together, how it often goes is Adam and Brett do something really cool and Katie's in the back spinning. And then we move around the stage. And then once again, Adam and Brett do something really cool and Katie is in the back spinning. I just wanted to point that out right away. I'm not bitter or anything. That's kind of the, uh, at all. the framework for Matryoshka or Marushka, isn't it? Yeah. The funny thing is, it evolved like that by accident, but then once Patricia started making a big deal out of it, it just kind of became a bit where now Adam and I purposely write that in. Um, I, <laughs> I don't think I made a big deal of it. I think I just pointed it out, and you both were like, yeah, and then you just kept doing it. Well, you pointed it out your way of, you guys keep doing this. And then, well, you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> Anyway, so now, now that we have um, more pieces that we, when we, we like, when we choreograph, um, Brett, when you bring pieces, when you bring moves in, is this something that, do you think about the fire? Do you think about the, where the body is? Do you think about the footwork? What do you think about? Uh, a little of both. I mean, originally when I started choreographing, the idea was, if we took the fire out of this number, would it still be cool? And the, the goal was that it would be. And so that we would have a solid number and then the fire was an addition to make that, num make that existing number that's great even better. And so that was kind of the, the motion. So I would try to think about how we could do dance moves and things that um, wouldn't have fire and then how we could integrate that in, what props would fit that wouldn't hurt anybody <laughs> with the, the moves and everything else. So that's where um, I guess I, I kind of used to begin. And and that, that's maybe changed a little bit now, but. Well, that that's usually where I begin too, is usually when I hear a piece, um, uh, the, the concept, I can almost see it in my head of two people moving and dancing, and then the fire gets added onto it. Um, when we auditioned for America's Got Talent, which was another, um, I want to say, milestone because we choreographed everybody into a piece for that one, for that audition piece. And I remember I woke up in the middle of the night because I had this dream and I wanted to get it on paper because in my dream it went a certain way and I wanted to write it down. And that's when I had you guys all in the line with the staves and then you were supposed to turn and fall and Corin was supposed to walk like through you guys with the hoop to present the hoop. And uh, so I, I, I guess I, I don't know where I'm going with that other than that's what happened with, I dreamt it and then I tried to put it down on paper. Well, that was one of our milestones because it was choreographing everybody. But another one was uh, us uh, rehearsing for the Carpe Mammy show back in the day. We had to come up with choreographed numbers for that. And we did Coin Operated Boy. I which... still love that song. The it, Dresden Dolls. It is a good song. That was a that was a juggling number that we did, mm -hmm. uh, and so we had to choreograph juggling for that one. And then we also did a few other staff numbers. Mm -hmm. We did a piece. Um, I want to say "Welcome to the Red Room," but I don't. I don't think that was exactly it. But it was all the women, and we had the fingers on, and we wanted to have crowns. Crowns, but 
the ventilation system, I believe we decided against it because we didn't want the air coming down because the ventilation system for that theater, I remember, or that stage was right over us. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to say part of that concept eventually evolved into the tambourine piece. Like originally when we decided to bring on tambourines, we looked back at that piece and how we danced. and It was very um, Charleston-like-esque moves. So, you know, if you're doing the Charleston, how you're like kind of kicking and going down and we did that. And then it just got evolved into this piece with the tambourines, the very first tambourine piece that we had. And um, for those followers of Fandazi that have been there quite a while to watch this evolution of choreography on stage, uh, many of our pieces start out one way and then we change them and evolve them into something different like Marishka. Yeah. And then the tambourine piece. So it's it's interesting to me how these pieces of choreography that we kind of started out with at the beginning have changed and evolved into some of our not only really, really like strong pieces, but it, it's almost circled back because I want to say that, that that first time that I thought about when we were all in the line with the stabs, there was a mm -hmm. slamming motion, I want to say. Yeah, there was. And then you guys fell and that slimy motion has come back around for Marishka. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Marishka was purposely written to always have that, the, the staff slamming. That was the idea behind the song. And then the song was written around that, that clacking noise. I will say though, over this pandemic time period, I have really missed getting together with Brett and uh, choreo doing choreography. Cause that's something we do in the off season is Brett will come to our house and we will, uh, just start working on choreography. And I have videos. I have so many videos of us starting pieces <laughs> and then never actually either returning to them or changing them or taking parts of them and putting them into a different piece. Well, and bringing that up, it's interesting because, yeah, I would come over uh, usually during the winter and that's where we would start to skeleton the numbers out so that when spring would hit, you know, go outside and actually start doing all the, the finesse and put things together. Yep. So when I'd come over, half the session would be moving all your furniture in the living room <laughs> out of the way so that we'd kind of have a, a, a small makeshift area to start to, you know, block this out and, and create a, a skeleton number to begin with. And I always liked that aspect, putting on the song, listening to it. Well, what if we move here? What if we move there and start just kind of moving things around, putting the camera on, watching it after we came up with a, a small little snippet and then going, yeah, that was great. Or no, let's check that out and adjust. And um, those are, those are kind of fun. The, the very initial beginnings. And yeah. I, it's kind of a winter tradition in a way, because usually by the time spring hits, that stuff's been ironed out. And now it's, you know, adding in the tosses, all the things that can't be done in the living room. Right. Although we do try a few tosses in the living room. <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> it doesn't always go well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Usually ends up with us just all laughing for like 20 minutes at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that. Probably the reason there will never be a glass coffee table in the uh, Soko's living room. Ever. <laughs> and part of the reason why there's these black soot marks on my ceiling that will never go away. <laughs> that is very That's character. Yeah. And it's also at the time where we start using props that we have to then later readjust and realize whether or not we can use them because we don't always use our, like Adam said, so we don't get soot everywhere all over our furniture and stuff. And so we'll use 
I think for the one, uh, the short stabs, the double short stabs, we used part of our sticks from our hanging chair. Yeah. Before we had practice sticks, and then we had to get used to the different weight for that. Yeah, everything changes when you add fire. And then we've also ran into the whole Adam being the Terminator and telling me I can't do something because, ooh, we might light on fire. That happens way too much. <laughs> You're like, no. No, I fully agree. That's exactly how I got the Terminator moniker is that I will... I, I don't have as much of a dance background, so I'm not looking at human movement and body movement. I have a harder time with that, but I have an easier time uh, imagining where the fire is going to be and where the props are doing. So I'll often be the voice of reason when it comes to, hey, that's going to light us on fire. Voice of reason or Terminator. <laughs> You're also the one who wants to constantly add more fire. <laughs> that, is, that is true it's a double-edged sword yeah so the, yeah it is <laughs> at least though at least now he is letting me at least get my thought out and usually you are pretty good with bread of okay yeah i'm following you yep and if we do this then we can do this and adam will now at least let us get all of that through before he goes and where's the fire going to be or, or how are you not going to light on fire or what's going to happen with this here before it was like i'd start to talk and he just go no <laughs> so at least there's there's that that you at least let me get because out of that original thought usually the the three of us can come up with something to tweak it to get it to where i it can resemble what i was thinking yeah and i think that brett i rely heavily on you with that when i come up with something okay i want to do it this this and this and then adam mm -hmm. starts to go no and you go but and i think that is what really works <laughs> well with the three of us when we do choreography well, it is a good, uh, yeah, because you look at uh, a certain vision and you're trying to see a picture come to life. And so you're focused on trying to make that happen. And then Adam gets into the technicalness with the fire. And I guess I don't know exactly where I fit in there, kind of in the middle, but. Um, you, you're like the good, you're the, you, you, you interpret it I, I so see, that it able comes out. Yeah. And that's just, I want to see the vision first and then work out how the fire gets added in and how we can make that safe instead of necessarily do you know um interrupting the vision process to figure out the fire end does that make sense yes it does i don't think i said that very well okay, rewind <laughs> yeah rewind it just rewind it <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that You know, one of the things I miss about winter rehearsals, though, are the ones that don't happen at the house. But when we're belonging to Lifetime and we're having winter rehearsals at Lifetime, I really miss those ones because they generally ended with hot tubbing. Wait, when did you guys do hot tubs? <laughs> when we choreographed at Lifetime Fitness. Yeah. I, I did several hot tubs. I, yeah, Teresa did I several never hot there tubs. for that. It was great. I never got invited to a hot Brett, tub Brett, afterwards. Brett, you should have. You really should try the hot tubs at Lifetime sometime. They're amazing because it's yeah. so relaxing after a good round of choreography. Yep, and then you, then you can sit in the steam room afterwards. Mm, mm -hmm. So nice. That does sound very nice. And so would have been too. nice to be invited to the uh, hot tub party after the <laughs> choreography <laughs> with the cool kids. <laughs> I thought you were there. 
Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the invite just got lost in the mail. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah. I'm sure as I was waving goodbye and walking out the door, you know, <laughs> you, you noticed that I was leaving and not going to the hot tub. <laughs> I think we're giving a very good picture as to what our rehearsals are like, where we get small sections of work done. And then all of a sudden we're in a tangent arguing because the two of you argue a lot. There was a hot tub party that I never got invited to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally to our audience. This is literally the first time I'm hearing of this. (laughs) I never knew there was a hot tub party. I will say I can I can show you that when we said we're going to rehearse at Lifetime Fitness, there is a hot tub that we will be going to afterwards. I think you had you had other plans. It's not our fault that you're always busy doing other stuff. I think you forgot me in that message, Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to do it at your house with your hot tub next time. Yeah, that's right. No, no. I'll have my own hot tub party after rehearsal. Fine. Anyways. Let's get back to choreography. Thought we were talking about choreography. Hot tub choreography. That just sounds dirty, Adam. <laughs> Sorry. See, Teresa's shaking her head at you. That's fair. I, and my, now my head is nowhere near choreography. I, I did want to mention one thing, because you were talking about the tambourine number. Uh, yes. And it one thing, I, I had nothing to do with that choreography, but it is one of my favorite numbers. Are you talking about the new choreography or the older choreography? The original folk dance. The original one where we jumped up and kicked? Yep. I, I, that energy is so fun, the, the way the three of you come out. And I don't know how that was choreographed. I don't remember. Maybe you could you know, fill us in. But I, I do think that number is really cool. That- I, 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 I remember being a part of it. <laughs> no, you're. if he's talking about the original choreography, we choreographed that when you were – um, renting a space in Hopkins, I believed. And it was Teresa, myself, Raiderly, and Corin. And Corin mm-hmm. wanted to do um, the song. She she got her inspiration from one of the Gogo Bordello pieces. And she had it in her head that we were just going to come out and we would do a jump kick and just start into the, the show. And I believe the reason why we took that out was because our stage is extremely, you know, it's when it rains, it becomes an ice rink and we didn't, we wanted a piece that we could do no matter what. Mm-hmm. And while it still is an ice rink, um, it's not as dangerous to, to start that piece as it was before. But yes, the second piece, the second time around choreo- doing the choreography, my sister, um, Tara Hawks, who um, has a degree in dance, who is a choreographer and dancer, she helped do the choreography for that piece. Um, and it was her and myself at Lifetime Fitness. And then we pulled Adam into the studio because she wanted to see what it would look like. This is, uh, by the way, my entire childhood with her. I want to yeah. see what it looks like with more people. So I'm going to teach you this dance and you're going to dance it. Um, and so we we pulled you in and taught you the dance the, we pulled you Sorry, pulled you in and taught you the dance. Um, and I have, I think I have video somewhere still of Adam doing the entire tambourine dance with us <laughs> at Lifetime Fitness. I actually, I forgot that there was two versions of that because the, the current version I really like, the Faye when, was saying that, but, or not the Faye, uh, what's the name of it again? Folk dance. Yes, folk dance. It's, it's current form. I really enjoy every time that happens. I completely forgot that there used to be that jump kick in there. Yeah. That's 
That's interesting. I totally so, forgot that corn was in there at first too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's where that one came from. And then Tara has helped me on occasion uh, when I have tried to figure out another piece. I will often go to her house in the summer and put on music and be like, I need you to listen to this. I need help with this transition or I need I need to figure out a piece for this or the footwork ends here, but we need to end up over there and she will help me work through that. So she's not the only um, outside source, though, that we've had when it comes to choreography. We've also had Ellen Keen, who is part of Keen Sense of Rhythm. I believe she's the artistic director um, and she teaches at the U of M and she's she's a extremely uh, she's been on Broadway and she's a, a very prominent uh, tap dancer in Minnesota. Um, and she also happens to be my daughter's aunt. So she's family. Yes. But uh, Ellen helped choreograph Sheets and Daggers. Sheets and Daggers, which is the piece between you two. <clears throat> and if you remember, we did that in a park over by Ellen's house. Every time I go past that park, I think about how we choreograph Sheets and Daggers. And she. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, we were doing uh, the kind of acrobatics end and to figure it out, we had to keep doing it over and over and over again. Yep. And I was getting so winded because <laughs> <laughs> it was really hot that day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, when that's when we started writing down the choreography um, and we really started working with more of the musicians of the AB parts of the song. I think before that, we would just kind of go with what they had written and just left it at that. But it was here, I believe, that Adam goes, you know what? I I think I can – I think Alan would could change that. And he ch- ended up changing the A to the B or to the C or something like that. And it's been um, a really nice relationship with the musicians to be able to say, hey, we need this to be extended right here in this part. Or can you make it a little bit faster here? With that change, um, with that specific piece, because we did ask them to change it so much that Alan started asking and coming to all of our rehearsals when it came to the dance. And now Alan is very like he will get up and do a move and be like, you should add this or I think that you guys need to do this or he gives a lot of feedback into it. Maybe we should explain what the AB is just quick for the audience. Okay, do you want to do that? Well, Adam was the one who discovered it originally, so. (laughs) <laughs> discovered a B. in all of music history yes you you made history <laughs> that day in the park history was made <laughs> yes so just ellen explaining ab's and like actually breaking down the song into the different categories was like oh my gosh revolutionary for me because then all of a sudden you know choreography made a lot more sense and we started to break down all the numbers that we had into a b c and uh, just trying to make it so, you know, if you did a certain move at the first A, that that move could come back the second time that you came back to that same uh, tempo, that same rhythm and uh, chorus in the in the music. And you could bring the same move back the second time around and it made more sense. It also helped our choreography because we start doing not callbacks, but variations to the callbacks mm-hmm. so that our you know, our choreography made more sense in what the music was doing, but also helped us because our choreography started having a a rhyme and reason to things instead of just kind of starting at the beginning and just moving through different motions and different um, events with the fire. Right. 
So Brett, what is your favorite piece that you've done uh, that you choreographed? Well, honestly, the the poi number, but we kind of dropped it because you mean the one we just did this. Somebody last year? doesn't like it. <laughs> What's that? You mean the one we just did this year? The Waltz yes, one? Um, that's because that was a callback to kind of what you and I started in the original. Yes, you know, we we started with group poi, and while we've had group poi numbers. Uh, we haven't had one that had a lot of interaction between the individuals with while the prop was spinning. You know, it's kind of been everybody moving in patterns, but this was something that was a callback and brought in another person. So I thought it was really exciting and uh, I was really happy with how it came out and I thought it opened up the possibility for expansion in the future. So I think that was uh, something I was proud of. Um, beyond that, Marishka is and always has been my favorite number to perform. And I think the choreography is absolutely brilliant in there. And that was, a, you know, I had just up in that choreography, but I just think it's so fun the way the stabs are constantly being tossed. And there's so many unique tosses and catches. It, it's so technical, so difficult. And at the same time, we find ways to screw around while we're doing it, which I find <laughs> even more amazing. <laughs> so I, you know, that is a, a real fun number to do. And it's also interesting because that number started out with four people, four men and four staffs. It was the guy number of the group. And that changed over time to where we brought it down to three people. And it was no longer the guy number, but it was just a, a group number now. And while we took elements of the original and kept it in there, we also reinvented it and made it a lot more technical. So it's just such a fun number to do. It gets the audience interaction when they're yelling, hey, to the fist bumps. And I, I think it's a number that always just brings the audience alive when they hear, you know, other ones do that. Like I was mentioning with folk dance and things, but it's just such a fun number. So that, uh, that point number, I really, really liked um, the interaction that you were talking about. And I think that that would be something that we should be revisiting and taking and putting into one of the newer songs that our band is coming up with. Cause I yeah. think that that was really um, good. And I mean, I watched that video the other day and the three of us are pretty on for as little of time we spent on that. Um, so when we when we do a piece, we could spend anywhere from a day doing the choreography to it to months doing choreography. But that one, I believe you did all yourself and then you taught us. So it didn't have that long because I think that's part of um, the winter months is when we start something. But then we have to we wait until two, three weeks to get back together again. And then we have to remember what we were doing. Right. So that one just didn't have that longness to it. And that's, I think about it when we, when we do it of, geez, we just didn't have that much time with it, but we, I really liked it. I really liked the waltz number too. I mean, the waltz is one of those pieces that keeps getting reinvented. I mean, it was originally a staff piece uh, where the staff gets passed around uh, and then it was taken down to kind of put on the shelf for a while until we wanted to do something new with it. And then we created the poi piece and I think that choreography, like Katie was saying, I think that choreography is going to live on. You know, it'll just have to go into a different song because 
the band is done playing the waltz for us. Yeah, they don't like that <laughs> song at all. But uh, that one was of my also favorite. The first, well, I just want to say that was also the first rehearsal I, that I can ever remember um, that we had to break because Adam needed to go to Chipotle. <laughs> Adam gets hangry sometimes. We, yep, that was the first time we were we were. It was actually the first time we were running that point under, and we had to break. Yep. <laughs> you ran up and to Chipotle, and Katie and I said you'd working on it. Yep. Isn't that because that was the first time we rehearsed at your house too? Yeah, there yep. wasn't any hot tubbing. I can't believe it. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of the other choreography sessions that kind of stands out in my brain is when we conducted New World, um, because New World was done in a different sort of way. Uh, for me, uh, I kind of constructed New World as if it was more of a field show and looking at it from the top down instead of the front. I mean, obviously taking into account what the audience was going to see from the front, but uh, we choreographed it from the top. So we would use <clears throat> whatever was available and we'd look at the look at the stage from the top view and we just use like little pawns basically to move them around and create the choreography from, from the sky view. We did that again at lifetime fitness yep. and uh, we did that with dumbbells. I have the video of that, which I will try to remember to post. Um, and we also did that with, was it splinters? The, the new hoop piece. Cause I remember Brett being at our kitchen table and we had pennies and oh, like yeah. the little kids jewel things and we you were moving them around and adam and you were talking as i was filming um so and so needs to enter now this person needs to exit now this person because when we choreograph something especially when we choreographed the big pieces um, and we have multiple props coming on and off stage we have to figure out a safe way to extinguish everything a safe way to light everything a safe way that we can get on and off stage without burning not only ourselves, but our band and not lighting the entire backstage up. So that piece was very much, okay, so-and-so has to be at this point right now. So-and-so has to be at this point right now. So-and-so has to be at this point right now. I feel like the pennies were New World with the big long stabs. Was it New World? Yes. So I just remember one of them was the pennies. One of them was something else. Yes. I just, pennies I, was no... Yeah, with the stabs where we were throwing the doubles off. and yeah, that That's not, that's not New World. Pennies. That's... What is that one? Oh, that was, uh, no, oh, Hungarian folk. Hungarian, Hungarian folk. Hungarian yeah. folk. I knew it was staff related. I just have stabs and pennies linked in my brain. You're for... right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was. I lost sleep over Hungarian folk because it was like <laughs> we were getting to the point where Hungarian folk was getting closer to closer and being done. And then all of a sudden it occurred to me of like, we have no way of extinguishing this amount of stabs. <laughs> Which is, you know, really funny for the man who likes to add more fire to everything. You're also the one who gets the most anxious about putting everything out because i'm like dude just put them on the stage and we've got lots and lots of fire extinguishers we can use and you didn't really like that at the beginning i don't think no so what we ended up doing is we uh we pulled out the old prop box that was still underneath the stage uh for those of that those of you that don't know we uh we always have a rule that no fire prop goes out on stage unless it's done with the fire extinguisher in an epic fashion. Like my hoop. Like the hoop. Um, but otherwise, the, all the props go off stage and they have to have a way of being quickly extinguished. So we have boxes 
made that fit the precise size of all of our props. And we have two of them because one of them is very old and we've since made a newer one, but we, we use both of the prop boxes when it comes to Hungarian folk. So if you're ever in our audience and you hear a slam, it's one of our pop prop, prop, prop boxes being closed. <laughs> Good times. And if you ever are in the audience and you hear someone coughing and gasping for air, that's usually because Brett has opened a trash can of smoke into Adam's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are my favorite moments. You can also hear giggling because he's giggling at that too when he does that to you. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, the maniacal <laughs> laughing is happening as well. <laughs> well, the time that happened, it was, I, I still crack up about it because we came off stage, put out all these props in two trash cans, and Adam was sitting there uh, standing facing the stage, and they crashed behind him. So I took the lids off and started wafting all the smoke at him, <laughs> and all this smoke surrounded him, and I could see him suddenly start to cough, and then he realized what was going on and turns around and yells at me and goes, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was so great because it just took a, a little bit of time for you to realize what was going on and i believe the uh belly dancers were backstage watching and just cracking up too <laughs> it was just a good moment i think a lot of your good moments is when you're bugging at them yeah you know i i like to say i'm i'm at fest for the performing but it's like 50% performing, 50% just being able to mess with Adam. <laughs> it really gets me through the day. Well, I do know that um, you once told me when we were talking about, I don't know if it was the fans or something, about how it was burning my hand. And you go, just do what I do. And I said, what's that? And you go, just imagine that it's hurting Adam. And it doesn't hurt that bad. I'm like, oh, okay. And it works when you go, oh, he's he's – He's really uncomfortable right now. And then you start to giggle and it makes it all better. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, because I, I do that. I'm on stage. It's hot, you know, 90 degrees. There's fire all around us. I'm sweating. It's uncomfortable. And then just something clicks to me and goes, you know, I'm just really uncomfortable right now. He's probably very <laughs> much not happy. And that makes me just a little happy. I think not as bad. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I remember the, the one... Uh, the one fire ring that accidentally got the slightly thicker wick on it that burned extra hot. And that always seemed to be the game of how you guys can get it over into my hand. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a good time. It is a good time. I'm glad you guys have fun. Mm -hmm. Really? We we do. We have a good... <laughs> I, the amount of fun that we have is... Uh, I think one of my favorite things about our group is just we have fun all the time. There's always a fun, I mean, even when we're all tired, we can all still laugh together. I think part of it, because we all know that everyone's just as tired as we are. Um, mm -hmm. But I also think that we also have a level of trust that is um, beyond anything that I can describe to people. Like uh, we are choreographing, I think it's uh, the the new Trouble piece, and Adam, Brett, and I are on stage with, with Stavs and... Brett, we were, I don't remember what we were doing or we were in the middle of doing the choreography and like Adam had to grab water or I grabbed water or something. And all of a sudden you, Brett, were like, Katie, come stand in between us and we're going to juggle around you, okay? <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. I don't know why I do these things, but I said, okay. And it was great when we decided to add that in. But um, 
I remember you you took a moment, Brad, and you were very serious and you said, I'm not going to let this hit you. I promise. And you never have. But you know who has hit me with fire? Adam. <laughs> just saying. Just putting that out there. That was like 10 years ago. Never going to You know, in that toy number yep. uh, that we did last year, I got hit like every other time we did that. And it was Adam. <laughs> I feel it whack right in the face. <laughs> uh. I think you guys are some of the only people I can laugh at or laugh with when we get hit with uh, fire. But that's, that's kind of the point that's funny is throughout most of, you know, we do a lot of dangerous things around you, Katie. But usually Adam and I somehow end up hurting each other. And <laughs> <laughs> and all. So when we um so. when we come up when we're doing when we're doing choreography and you guys come up with a new throw, I always find it really interesting the way you two almost like talk without talking because you're watching each other's bodies move, you're moving, you're turning, and you're like, Well, what if we and then you like you guys finish each other's sentences. It's very interesting to watch the two of you when you're trying to come up with a new throw. There was a double staff throw where you guys were both turning and spinning and Brett had three staffs and then you you threw them. And that sequence of trying to figure out that throw was very much a almost nonverbal exchange between the two of you. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah. I do remember that one. Uh, and it's still kind of fun to watch that choreography on the little video that we have of it because it, it it's quite amazing uh, to have as many staffs flying through the air as we're able to get there. Right. And the visions that come from trying to do that. You know, I think a lot of times we've tried to try to see it almost from a, a cinema aspect. Like there's the the times where we're throwing staffs to each other over the air, kind of trying to create a shower that you're walking underneath. So, there's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we try to envision the effects almost, cinematic, cinematic effects That's that great. it would create from doing these things and, and you know there's there's also moves like the where we're standing all back to back to back and <laughs> we throw the stabs up in the air and then we switch and we've been working on that for three years and we still haven't nailed it but when we do it's going to be awesome yeah that's a really fun one and it's so a we, great idea in theory. We have we have these little bit of these these moves that we want to try to incorporate into choreography, and sometimes it comes really fast, and sometimes it takes years to work up to be able to do. We've got a few of those ones that we've consistently put in numbers and then had to take out because it's just not um, either you know it it we can't get into the position in time to pull it off, or that technically. It just is not consistent enough to keep in the number yet. Then then we keep bringing back. And I like that we strive for those, uh, that, that we set our standards really high and try to shoot for extreme, um, what am I trying to say here? Uh, we, we, we try to take our skills and push them above sometimes what we currently have in the uh, goal of obtaining that in the end so we'll, we'll do something and we push and we push and if we don't get there we put it aside and then we pull it back and we keep trying to do that like that one you just mentioned so that we'll continue to see our numbers grow and evolve with more skills and things as we develop it and that keeps pushing us to develop those skills so one thing that um i like to keep in mind when i am doing choreography is 
that everybody moves slightly different. And while I know there are some choreographers that are very much, you have to have this hit at this, this beat at this time. Um, as long as we're not throwing anything, I think that everybody moves differently and everybody can make the dance theirs. Um, Teresa, you have recently in the last couple of years really become more involved in the choreography. And I know that the one piece, um, was it Hungarian folk? You no. had it all choreographed out and you had it set up. That was to the music for Splinters, but it was kind of uh, the escalating props. Kind of, I don't know, I had the whole Annie Get Your Gun song in my head. So it's going to be the girls and the guys getting bigger and bigger props to show that they could do better than the other team and like running back and forth on stage. And I believe you actually had it like color coded into worksheets of what and where you wanted it done, which I was extremely impressed with because I'm not nearly that organized when it comes to choreography. I just really like spreadsheets a lot. (laughs) They make they make sense to me. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Um, And I know that we also we will work together, Teresa. I I enjoy the fact that when I do choreography with you, um, I have noticed that you you let me just put a song on and just kind of move mm-hmm. with it. And then eventually you start shadowing me and then I can watch you and you watch me and we kind of cohesively come together like with the uh, shadow, shadows and delight shadows. And we'll go with that. Shadows. I think that's the name. We have a lot of shadows and S's in the names of our songs band. Hello. Um, <laughs> it gets <laughs> a bit confusing sometimes. But and yes. folk. We have a couple different folks. Yes. In our- Very folksy and shadowy around here. <laughs> Uh, we lost you. Well, I'd like to take a moment and uh, fill this gap with a little brief intermission. I'm Romy with the Fondazi Fire Circus, and we'd like to take a moment and thank you for choosing Fondazi Fire for all your fire needs. Thank Hi. you. They're back. back. We're fired. <laughs> yes. He's no. What? 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 Hi, you're back. And we're back. So, yes, I, I really do enjoy that one. Um, I feel that there might be a bit of synchronicity in how the two of us develop choreography and that sometimes it is just like putting the music on and moving and seeing what sticks and what looks good, which is why I'm so happy to finally have a large mirror area in my house so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> the The video stuff, like recording ourselves to see what we're doing and to not forget when we accidentally do something awesome, I think that's another level of where we've improved with our choreography is capturing that stuff as it happens. I agree with that. I also think that the way that we are close, mm-hmm. like we we just, we watch each other and. But no, I think I know where you're getting at, Katie, is that we have a, a brain sink. We do. We know the way that um, not only can we probably make a really good educated guess on how we somebody would react when something comes up. We also know each other's bodies movements and know I know that Brett's going to put his hand right here if I throw a staff. Like, I'm not going to throw it up here. I'm not going to throw it over here. He, he catches it here. Adam yeah. catches it slightly over here. Like, those are little things that I've paid attention to that I didn't realize we were doing until I started rewatching our, like, the videos to post on Facebook and things. That it's, um, we watch each other closely and we know and we trust that somebody's going to do something or be somewhere. Um, and I think that really only comes with a level of working together for 10 plus years. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I think that that is one of the bits of magic in having a group that's stuck together this long. Yeah, and I think 
just overall with the choreography, we can always continue to push and continue to come up with new stuff. And I'm excited to see in the future what we come up with because it's it's only really just beginning for some of the numbers and some of the numbers are going to come back totally reimagined and other things are going to be brand new in the future. And that's that's what keeps it exciting. And that's what keeps us doing what we're doing. If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to the Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us, anything that you want to know, then email us at Fondazi at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>